You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning Winning drive. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of the Glenn and Rita show on 105.7 The Fan with my guy Cordell Woodland from Shaking It Up Sports, as well as the Ravens reporter for 105.7 The Fan. And on to Cleveland, or <laughs> Cordell, it's time to move forward. Next opponent up, and it does not get easy uh, this week or the next as the Ravens head to Cleveland to face the Browns and this Browns defense. I think that, you know, a lot of people have just not given this team enough credit on how good they are. As of right now, they are sixth in passing defense. Uh, I mean, that's phenomenal. Um, I'm checking now to see what their scoring defense is. I got to assume that they're, they're very, they're, they're top they are. They're in the top, and they're, they're top six as well in, pass, in scoring defense, which that's what I pay attention to typically. I'm not a person that, that says, oh, they give up the least amount of yards. To me, scoring defense, passing defense, um, and turnovers are what I look at and what matters. Um, and as of right now, the Browns are, you know, top six in essentially every category. <laughs> So it's going to be concerning coming into this game. This is a Ravens team that is still trying to find their niche, um, particularly in the passing game. Wasn't something that they were on all cylinders on against the Indianapolis Colts coming into Sunday. We're not really sure um, if Odell is going to play. Rashad Bateman also missed practice. So you might be down a couple of wide receivers. Um, This is a very challenging week for this Ravens offense to see if they can get something rolling outside of Lamar's legs. Yeah, they'll definitely have their hands full uh, dealing with this Browns defense. I mean, 
Um, like you said, they they are right now they're the best defense in the NFL. They're they're first in points allowed uh, right now. Defensive points allows and even the yards. If, if if for anybody that does go by the yards, I mean they allow ninety yards less than the next NFL than the next best defense in the NFL, which is would be the uh, Buffalo Bills. But right now. There isn't even a team besides the Cleveland Browns that allows less than 200 yards of offense per game to this point. I mean, Miles Garrett has been a big-time problem, which he is every year, uh, but he's gotten out of the gates really strong. Sedarius Smith has been really good for them so far. Uh, That defense has really been what has spearheaded um, this Browns team to this point in the season, and it – Probably isn't the best time for the Ravens to be going against the Browns defense, but it just is what, what it is. It right is now. what it is. The um, schedule is schedule. Yeah, I mean, the good thing is Ronnie Stanley returned to practice. Tyler Linderbaum returned to practice. Gus Edwards hasn't missed practice um, because he was out there on Wednesday. So um, that's the good thing. It looks like they're, they are turning in the, in the right direction in terms of those guys. And we saw Patrick McCarry have himself a tough day. I mean, the offensive line in general struggled um, in the Colts' law. So to be able to get Linderbaum and Stanley back this week potentially um, would be really good. Now, of course, it doesn't make you feel great that Bateman and Beckham uh, weren't out there on Wednesday. We'll see how the rest of the week goes. Um, but you don't feel great about the wide receiver core right now. And it feels like there's a certain group each week that you're just kind of holding your breath on. And this week it's, it's the wide receiver. So um, yeah, the, the Ravens will definitely have a, a tall time, a tall challenge uh, that they're facing on Sunday because a, just to keep miles Garrett out of your backfield and to not allow him to completely wreck this game is going to be difficult in itself, but it's it's a lot of talent on that Browns uh, defensive side of the ball that the Ravens are going to have to deal with on Sunday. And like I said, I mean, they're, they're coming off not a great outing against the Colts. They're going to have to have one of their better games to this point offensively uh, than they have had uh, so far this season. Yeah. Um, one of the things that Jadavian Clowney said this week when he spoke with the media, you know, he talked about how much respect that he has for Miles Garrett and that he thinks he's just like one of the great defensive players in the national football league. And he even said himself, you, you know, you're going to have to get a guy that's going to help some, help him out, uh, help your offensive player out, get a, a running back or a tight end, to chip or double team him. But, you know, miles Garrett definitely has to be dealt with. And I don't think that it's going to ha- be something that can be a one-on-one battles for the most part. He's going to, you know, the Ravens are going to have to find some way to find help, particularly if Ronnie Stanley is a guy that's not going to be playing, right? Because as, love, as much as I love Macari, he struggled. I mean, I think that that's safe to say. And Miles Garrett, and along with Zadarius Smith, to me is a much bigger. Um, it's a much bigger challenge than what they dealt with last week. And that's no disrespect to the talent that the Colts have because they are talented on defense, but this is different. 
You know, uh, Miles Garrett is a generational type of player. And Zadarius Smith, obviously, we know what he was like in his time in Baltimore to the point where the Ravens tried to bring him back. You know, we know what type of guy he is and how he can rush the passer. So I really hope that Todd Monken can find a way, look, find some two tight end sets. Maybe you might need three and maybe Pat Ricard. You see a little bit more of him in this game. A lot of people complain about about Project Pat, as he likes to call himself. Mm -hmm. But and this is where the money gets made in games like this. This is where. I think you use him a lot because you're going to need him, whether it's, you know, blocking up front um, in terms of like creating lanes for his running back, whether it's going to be, you know, being an extra blocker in these types of situations, you're going to have to find a way to get involved and get him involved into what they're trying to do to help this offense move the chains. And so, I don't necessarily it, – it's definitely problematic if, if Bateman and Odell can't play, but you do have some tight ends. And, yes, Isaiah likely can't drop that ball, he sh and, and we're always going to remember that, right? Uh, but this is an opportunity of redemption here for him to redeem himself and to, to play and to also start utilizing Mark Andrews more, which as of right now, I believe he's the, he's the lowest in targets – on the team. Now I know he didn't play week one. So that's the, the numbers are a little skewed here in terms of like his playtime has been different. Right. But ultimately I do think that Mark Andrews does need to start getting more involved into this offense. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they're, they're better team when Andrews is a big part of what's going on and yep. yeah, it can't be, it's, it's weird because, you know, one, that's one of the things people wanted to change in the new offense. It's not that anybody wanted them to go away from Mark Andrews, but they wanted them to be able to show that they can get other people involved involved besides Mark Andrews. And and they've shown that they can, um, but you don't want Might it be a little to too be, much at this yeah, point. <laughs> you don't want it to be where, where Mark is kind of the forgotten guy in the offense. Um, and also to Miles Garrett, you talked about how they're going to need a lot of help. I mean, they are, uh, and I'm sure they're going to scheme something up to try to uh, neutralize Miles Garrett as best as they can. But you think back to this past week against the Titans, and I remember the play where Miles Garrett is going switching sides of the field, and the Titans' tight ends are swapping each side with Miles Garrett to the point to where they end up getting a delay a game uh, out there. So it can't you you can't let it get to the point to where it's taking your offense off schedule or to where they're, you know, freezing up out there. Uh, you, you do have to take care. But like I said, it's a lot of other guys on this team you got to watch out for as well. Dalvin Tomlinson, that's a big presence in the middle of that defensive line. Zadarius Smith is another guy that they move all over the place. JOK, you, you know, they they – that was a draft pick that was really Lamar based. I mean, that's the guy that they drafted to try to spy Lamar to, to yep. be able to really watch him each and every play. You got Anthony Walker on the, in the linebacking court as well. Denzel Moore, Juan Thornhill from Kansas city. I thought was a really nice move uh, for them. Greg Newsome, of course, also. So, I mean, they, they have guys that can play on all three levels. They haven't faced a defense like this to this point in the year, uh, to your point. So um, they're definitely going to have to be on it on Sunday, and I think they will. I think one of the things that has impacted the Ravens is that I think that they do play to the level of their competition at times, 
And I'm not saying that that's the main reason why they lost against the Colts, but I do think that's a little bit of what's going on here. Uh, just like how we saw the week before, they go to, to Cincinnati and they have their best game of the season to this point. Um, I think that they're going to be wide awake for this Browns game, understanding the challenge that's in front of them, but also coming off of such a bad loss at home against the Colts, you would imagine that they're going to come into this this Browns game with their antennas up. Yeah, and uh, also uh, adding Jim Schwartz, Baltimore's own as defensive coordinator, has been excellent for scheming for um, this defense. Yes, they do have players, but I've always respected um, Jim Schwartz as a defensive mind, and he's put this together masterfully. So it will definitely be a chess match of of terms uh, from the Ravens and, and the Browns. And look, yes, it, it does hurt to not have Bateman. It does hurt to not uh, have Odell. But unlike years past, you do have some guys. You know, Nelson Aguilar has been played very well. Uh, for the Ravens since he's been here. I'm still a fan of Devin DuVernay, and I think that Devin DuVernay didn't get the opportunities he should have gotten and he definitely earned last year, but hopefully Munkin will definitely get him more involved. And then again, you got the tight ends that you could potentially use. So um, it's it's definitely a challenge, potentially if you are still out with some very important players. Um, but ultimately, one that if, if, if Munkin can scheme this up very well, they can find a way to move the ball. And so it'll be interesting um, and fun. And, and maybe you might need your defense to give you some help. And we'll talk about that coming up. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's move to the defensive side of the ball. Uh, So, you know, the Ravens saw Marcus Williams in practice. Great sign. Don't think he's going to play. I mean, I I mean, you know, but if he does, hey, listen, prove me wrong. The Ravens could absolutely use him, specifically Cordell, when you see that Kyle Hamilton did not practice with a back injury. I'm hearing that it's not too, it's a precautionary measure that he might play, but we still do not know as of yet. Um, what that is going to be about in terms of Kyle. But seeing that the defense is starting to try to find a way to strengthen helps, but Oway and Ajabo did not practice, which you got to assume that those two guys are not going to play. The Ravens signed Kyle Van Noy um, to the practice squad. I do wonder how much he'll get um, involved if they promote him um, from the practice squad sometime during the week and have him play. But ultimately, you're asking for Jadavian Clowney to be the guy, oh, and maybe Jeremiah Moon to be the guy to rush the passer, especially if Kyle Hamilton is somehow in some trouble in terms of his health. Um, so this is a very interesting week for the Ravens because they're missing some guys on defense. The good thing about this, though, is that – uh, Deshaun Watson has, look, he, he played very well against the Titans this past Sunday, completed 82% of his passes, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. But before that, the first two weeks, 55 completion percentage against the Steelers, 
one touchdown, pick six. Uh, and then the first week against the Bengals, 55% completion, one touchdown, one interception. So it really boils down to which Deshaun Watson is going to show up. We know that they added Kareem Hunt to the roster after Nick Chubb's injury. They still got some good players on offense. It really, to me, boils down to what the Ravens can scheme up to bait Deshaun Watson to making some bad decisions. Yeah. Um, like you said, which Deshaun Watson they're going to see on Sunday is kind of the key question because the one that the Browns got last week was a nice sign to them, you know, of a, a, a possibly – Deshaun Watson kind of turning the corner, maybe starting to trust what he's seeing out there, getting more comfortable and getting back to the Deshaun Watson that we used to see in Houston. Um, but it's not a given that that's the case uh, just yet. And you, for the Ravens, you hope that that's not the case. Um, <clears throat> they're going to have to definitely get some pressure on him. That's the way to kind of get him, uh, off his game, you want to get him to drop his eyes and start trying to beat you with his legs as opposed to uh, with his arm. That That's the tough thing. And with no Nick Chubb, Jerome Ford's on the injury report. They added Nick, uh, Kareem Hunt back. So you would imagine Kareem Hunt would be a little more caught up to speed on what's going on in that offense. Amari Cooper had himself a day, and the Ravens have not faced an elite receiver just yet this year. Um, so being able to uh well, I'm sorry, they they did go up against Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and those guys. Um, Amari Cooper can present a different a different type of challenge, more so the type yes. of challenge that a T. Higgins can present. And we saw T. Higgins have himself a pretty nice game against the Ravens the other day. It's that combination of size and speed and and being able to make plays down the field. Um, we'll see. Marlon is the one guy. I mean, I'm kind of surprised that Marcus Williams has returned to practice this soon, but I'm also surprised that he's back before Marlon is. Yeah. You know, and yeah. uh like you, I don't expect Marcus Williams to uh play in this game, but you never know. But for the Ravens, <coughs> excuse me, they 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 definitely uh need to try to force Watson to try to stay underneath as much as possible and not allow him those big plays. That's what he was able to hit on last week against the Titans, and that's what vintage Deshaun Watson used to like to do as well. He wants to push the ball down the field. He wants to make, you know, he wants to get it all on one play, and the Ravens, for the most part this year, really all year, have done a really good job of limiting the big plays uh, to opposing offenses. So they're going to have to do that again against this Browns team, um, they do want to run the ball. That's something that the Browns love to do. Yep. Ravens are coming off of a game where they allowed over 100 yards on the ground. So that's yep. something that they've got to clean up uh, immediately. Like you said, I'm, I'm not expecting Adafi Owe to play this game. David Ajabo, we'll see. Um, but it wouldn't shock me if he's not playing either. Kyle Hamilton, I'm not really worried about. Had himself a day on Sunday. I mean, he did a lot. Um, so it's not surprising. It's, it's kind of fitting that his back is hurting because he, he kind of was the guy carrying uh, the carrying them on the defensive side of the ball on Sunday. But, um, yeah, against this Browns team, they're going to have to be physical um, because we know how these matchups go. 
and they're going to have to tackle. Um, and, and if they can go into it kind of with a similar game plan as they did against the uh, Bengals, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, Browns are um, averaging 4.6 yards a carry. Ravens are averaging 4.5 yards a carry, not if, if, if anybody's, you know, taking count. So they are definitely going to try to run the ball. That's not going to change at all um, with the Nick Chubb injury. Kareem, obviously, we know has been a part of this Browns offense, knows it pretty well. So I'm sure they will continue to do what they've always done. And I agree with you. It definitely is about making sure that you're keeping these guys in front of you as opposed to keeping them behind you. And I do think that the Ravens and Mike McDonald has, has done a really good job with that because um, we saw, you know, they really don't get a lot of deep passes thrown at them. The Bengals for, for a while really struggled with doing that. Um, and yeah, T Higgins had a game, but First of all, he was playing against a guy that was probably my height. And so T. Higgins is like 6'4". So there's that part. You know what I mean? Um, the height restriction is always going to get you every time. It's always a, mis a mismatch. And that's just good coaching and good scheming, right? Um, but ultimately, the Ravens have done a really good job of just keeping the players in front of I'm curious to see if that will continue finding a way to get Watt to bait Watson into thinking that there's something that's open that's not. Something we saw um, in the Steelers game, you know, against the Browns, you know, they needed those defensive stops, those defensive moves to essentially win that football game because the Browns defense is very good. So the Ravens, I know that they're struggling with health right now. And like you said, Marlon um, still not back yet, still hasn't practiced yet. And then we haven't seen any practice from Ajabo or away. So they're struggling there, but I do trust the the schematic flow from Mike McDonald. I think that he is very good at what he does. And I think that he'll find a way to um, do something exotic and do some changes up, find out what Deshaun Watson's weaknesses are, and then exploit those. Yeah, I mean, I, I trust Mike McDonald. I said this before when we talked about the pass rush the other day. That's why I'm not necessarily over overly um, – worried about it because I trust the scheme that they run and it's given teams in this division fit since he's been here since last year so I think it could work again against Watson and yeah he played good last week and I look I expected good things from the Browns this year coming into the season I thought that they were the wild card team in the division I felt like they could be they could finish anywhere from first in this division to third um in this division so We'll see. We'll see what happens. But I, I do think that they that Watson will give the Ravens opportunities to be able to make plays defensively. Um, it's just a matter of them taking advantage of it. And on Marlon, you know, it is a little bit of a surprise that he's not back out there. It it makes you wonder why they didn't put him on the IR to start the year. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's either, you know, either he had a setback, which I don't you know, I don't know if he did or not. But or they just kind of miscalculated uh, his turnaround when, time, when yeah. Back and I and I try to tell people at the start of the year, like when you're talking about a foot and at a at a position like cornerback, we could say first quarter of the week of, of the season all we want, but it's a lot of factors that goes into him getting back in a game uh, at that point. So. We're still in wait and see mode with Marlon, but uh, you do wonder how long they'll be able to go on without uh, some of the key guys on the back end of the defense.
Absolutely. So we'll see uh, what Mike McDonald and company has schemed up for Deshaun Watson and this Browns offense, who seems like they're trying to get some things together. We'll find out on Sunday. All right, Cordell. So here it is. It's time to make a decision. Ravens are three point underdogs as they head into Cleveland against the Browns on Sunday uh, we still not, not sure who is going to play in terms of Tyler Linderbaum, Ronnie Stanley. I'm not sure if Odell is playing. Not sure. We saw Marcus Williams practicing. Not sure if he's playing. Not sure if the guys from the outside linebacker position are playing. We just have no idea what's going on. Do you think that it's too much pressure for the Ravens with dealing with all of these injuries? Or do you think that they'll finally find a way, not finally, but they'll find a way to come out of this with a W despite all of the injuries that we mentioned? Yeah, I mean, it'll be an uphill battle uh, for sure. And look, it's not like the Ravens are the only uh, team going through the injuries, dealing with the injuries right now in this game. They're not. I mean, the Browns, Injury report had quite a few DMPs on there um, as well and some limited. I mean, Kareem Hunt is already a DMP for Wednesday, dealing with the ribs and a groin. So uh, Deshaun Watson's got the shoulder. Um, They've got linemen that are uh, injured right now as well. All that said, I do think that this will be a back and forth game between these guys. Um, It's always hard fought. It'll be it'll be some mistakes made in this game by both teams. I don't think this is going to be the most pleasing game to the eye uh, <laughs> to watch on Sunday. To be honest with you, okay. Um, but that and that both that that goes in both teams' favor. They both like to play ugly games. I don't really have a feel about this game. To be honest with you, I, I honestly don't. I usually have a pretty good pulse in which direction I'm gonna go. I don't right now. It's a toss up. Pick one. Pick a side now. You can't do that. You got to pick a side. I'll go. I'll go with. I'll go with the Ravens. Twenty four twenty. Okay. Uh, I I think that they'll be very locked in for this game. I think that they understand that they just let one slip away at home against the Colts. I think they understand that they have back-to-back road division games before going to London to play a game. If they lose this game, it could turn into a snowball effect because you're not feeling good about yourself going into that, that Pittsburgh game next week. So I think that this is a game that they realize that they have to have at a very early point in the season, albeit, yes, they're nicked up, but they need to have this game. And I think that this will be a game where Lamar and those guys go and get it done. I think that this defense for the Ravens is a very resilient group. And despite that losing the, the guys up front and the guys in the back, um, that they just look, the linebacker position still exists and they are very good with Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen. And so I think that Mike McDonald is very good at creating blitzes um, in absence of the guys up front. 
That being said, this offense is definitely in need of the guys that they don't have. And as of right now, we do not know if those guys are going to play. So I'm doing my prediction based on the notion that Ronnie Stanley, Tyler Lindenbaum, Odell Beckham Jr. and Rashad Bateman is not playing. Let me be clear. Um, and as of we're recording this, we obviously have no idea. And some of these guys might be game time decisions. It might not be something that we know until Sunday. So with that being said, I do not see the Ravens winning this game. I can't shake it, Cordell. It is something that I tried to shake. I can't shake it. I think that this defense of the Brown is very good and that they are depleted in very important areas, particularly the offensive line. Um, and I just struggle to find soulless of an offense that is still trying to get their bearings going. You know what I mean? Um, They're still trying to find some continuity there. They're still trying to gel because there's so many new parts, but then there's guys that have been injured that just won't allow the gelling to happen because they can't all see the field at the same time. So I also think this is going to be a close game, um, but I have to flip the switch on the other side. I am going with, uh Browns 21 Ravens 17 I am not happy with myself I am not happy with myself I am not trust me I do not like rooting against the Ravens I don't like picking against the Ravens but I would not be doing you or anyone that listens to this podcast the right service if I lied to you and gave you a score that I did not believe in so I want to be wrong here right I want to be wrong. The same way the Ravens are two and one, I'm two and one in picking. Uh, so hopefully they can even my score two and two. I'll gladly be the one that takes two and two over the Ravens taking the two and two here. I promise you. <laughs> yeah, I mean that. W- and, and like I said, this is a toss up game. I think it could definitely go either way. Either way, There's a yep. lot of reasons to go with the Browns. Um, Vegas is going with the Browns. Yeah, three point favorites. Throw. And that's usually the case. Like when right. when you feel like teams are pretty evenly matched, you know, the home team is going to get the nod, right? right? So there's that part of it. And, um, and it is a lot of key guys for the Ravens that may not play in this game. I mean, I, I, I have a good feeling that Linderbaum and Stanley are going to play. Stanley specifically, I mean, well, really Linderbaum, I, I, I felt like Linderbaum was probably the guy that had the best shot to return this week anyway. So yeah. I wasn't really surprised to see him out there. <clears throat> but to see Stanley practicing on a Wednesday, that's a good sign. Obviously, to, uh, Thursday will be the t- is the telltale day to see how he feels. Um, if he's out there again on Thursday, I, I feel strong about him being able to play. The fact that Gus didn't miss any time, despite I don't I don't even know what to say. John Harbaugh didn't even know how to categorize <laughs> exactly. where Gus is right now. So. I don't want to speculate. He said he does. He wouldn't say that he's in a concussion protocol. But regardless, despite missing time in the game this past week, he hasn't missed any practice time. So you feel good about that. The receiver situation is worrisome um, because it's starting to they're, they're starting to scrape the barrel at this point now. Now you got Al Aguilar out there um, with Zay, and and now Devin Duvernay is back to being one of your your starting receivers. Laquan Treadwell will probably get elevated this week. They brought back Tariq Black and and uh, Dante Demas Jr. So um, we, we do need to. I, I am a little concerned about the wide receiver room, but maybe this will be the thing that forces Lamar to kind of go back to Andrews a little more. And yeah, you yep. hope likely will be able to show up, but. 
I've, I haven't been impressed with Likely this year. I mean, this is going back to camp. Lad, you think back to his rookie camp, we couldn't stop talking about Isaiah Likely. We didn't really talk about Isaiah Likely at all this summer. Um, and and it's showing, I think, on the field right now as well. And not just him, Charlie Kohler as well, who was a healthy scratch this past week. Neither of these guys have really been able to make a true impact in the game. So maybe that'll change if some of these key wide receivers are down. Um, but yeah, I am looking for a sharper day offensively. That'll be tough. But the fact that they are getting potentially back their top two linemen is it gives me optimism about them being able to get back on schedule. Absolutely. I I, I want all of that to be right. Um, and I believe in this team. I do think that they'll get it together. It's just a you know, playing one of the top defenses kind of makes that a little bit hard mm -hmm. to do. So I would love Cordell to be right and for me to be wrong. You heard it first. Women don't always want to be right. Okay. <laughs> I would like to be wrong here. And, you know, usually the Virgo me and it's not wrong. Uh -huh. But when I'm wrong, I can admit that I'm wrong. And I would love to admit being wrong when we do this recap for the new uh, episode that comes out after the Ravens game. So uh, I am looking forward to Cordell's prediction being accurate and me being a fool. Uh, and I'm looking forward to the Ravens coming back three and one. Hopefully I'm speaking this into existence for them and for us to have a good uh, post game too, for that matter. Uh, when we come back after Sunday's game. So we want to thank you all for listening. Please listen to Cordell and not to me. I appreciate it. Uh, and from Cordell to me, this is Winning Drive. Twenty Four Hundred Sports is an Odyssey company. 